Podcast. <lacht> Welcome to Scary Cast. It's just me, Tony. It's a solo show. Um, you know, life happens sometimes. And you just got things to do, and that's what happened to all of us pretty much this week. We just we were all busy this week. We could not find the time to get together. So we're gonna do like a special episode, I guess you could say, for Halloween time. Um, you know, I uh. We do stuff with Mandatory.com now, and me and a couple writers from Mandatory.com, me and a couple writers from Mandatory.com, we got together, and we compiled a list of 31 horror movies for you to watch every day this month. And I know we're already a week in October, but you can catch up, or you can just use this list as some recommendations. You can check out these movies and... You know, if there's a night you want to watch a horror movie, you don't know what to watch, here's this list, and you can pull one from there. Um, do what you want with this list of ideas for horror movies. Uh, we each picked our own group. Um, I picked 11. They each picked 10. 31. Math. Uh so we're going to go through this list. We're going to talk about these movies. Uh, and then later on, Kelsey's going to have a spooky story that a listener sent into us. Um, yeah, so this is good. This is good Halloween content, you know? Um, as always, you know, make sure you can go on uh, patreon.com slash scaredycast. There's a lot of exclusive content on there for our patrons this month. I am actually watching one. It's not necessarily the ones on this list, but I am watching one horror movie every single day this month. And I am doing little mini reviews and discussions about them on podcasts that are only going on our Patreon page. So if you are a supporter of us on Patreon, go on there and they're all there. And you can even, there's even a link on Patreon that you can use for your uh, your podcast app. You just take the link and you use that to subscribe to in your podcast app. Like whenever you go to add a podcast, it'll ask for a URL, and you just put it in there. Um, to get that link, you just become a supporter of our podcast on patreon.com slash scaredycast and get all kinds of cool stuff. We release episodes early on there. We release exclusive videos. And if you're on the high enough tier, you get stickers all the time. We make... Stickers usually every month or every two months, and we ship out stickers to everybody. Um, if you're a new patron and you missed out on previous stickers, we still ship them. If we have them in stock still, we'll ship you the old ones that you missed out on and a new one. Um, but I know our old ones are kind of limited. The Nintendo cartridge sticker, we only got like a small pack left. Um, and I think those might be the only ones we got left. But the other two eh, might be around somewhere. So go support us, please. It'd be great. And you get cool stuff. On top of that, um, we're still uh, putting some things together for this month. We might have a live podcast at some point, somewhere. Um, so come out and listen to us talk about this live in person. And uh, you never know what will happen. Um, so here we go. Let's get on with this list. Now, these are 31 movies. Uh, the first, uh, you know, just looking at it, they're kind of mixed up. So 
Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight is at the top of the list right here. Um, you know, the TV show Tales from the Crypt was huge back in the day. They made two movies based off of it. The first one was Demon Knight starring uh, Jada Pinkett, Billy Zane. And that's all you need right there is Billy Zane. He is... Billy Zane's always amazing, but I would say how people refer to Val Kilmer in Tombstone as being amazing. Billy Zane is to Demon Knight what Val Kilmer was to Tombstone. Like if it was anybody else playing this character in Demon Knight, it would not have been as good. And he is incredible in Demon Knight. Um, moving on, next on the list. Next on the list is my favorite horror movie period uh it is called sleepaway camp i've seen countless horror movies and this is number one on my list it is the only movie period not just horror movie only movie that i was watching it on vhs and the ending just like smashed me in the face so hard that i immediately rewound the whole movie and watched it all over again in the same day. And then later on that night, uh, my girlfriend came home from work. And I'm like, you got to watch this movie. And I sat there and I watched it again with her. And I watched this movie three times in one day. That's how much this movie like just shook me, <laughs> I guess you could say. Uh, it is, it's amazing. If you've never seen Sleepaway Camp... Don't read about it. Don't go, you know, researching or whatever like people do now. Just go watch it, okay? Just go in blind. That's how movies are always best viewed. Just go in blind. Uh, next is Trick or Treat. Uh, the anthology movie. I love this movie. Um, it's definitely, you know, like it's got, it's always got, it has to be on everybody's list to watch during Halloween time. It's one of the best Halloween themed movies ever made. It's one of the best anthology movies ever made. Uh, you can watch it repeatedly and almost always find something new hidden in there. Um, you know, a lot of anthology movies like creep show or body bags or those other ones, you know, they're all, they have their individual stories and they're usually told by one like narrator type character or, other scenario that's tying them all together and trick-or-treat there's all these anthologies but they happen on the same night on ha on halloween in the same neighborhood so you can watch it and then go back and rewatch it and on your second viewing you'll see how the stories intertwine with each other um i think it's really great and it introduced like one of the, that's another thing is for a long time we didn't have any new horror characters you know in like the 80s it was you had freddie and jason and michael myers and pinhead and chucky and like they were just coming out left and right and then for a while there was nothing and this gave us a uh, little, little sam doll from trigger treat uh next on the list is another one of my picks this is dracula uh the original dracula um <clears throat> out of all the like universal monster movies that there is I think Dracula is my favorite one. Um, it's hard to pick, though. Frankenstein is great. Wolfman's great. Creature, the mummy. And even all the sequels that they had, like, they're all good. But I always go to Dracula. That's during Halloween time. 
you know, Dracula's the guy. He's the man. You know, that's just how it is. He's the man. Um, next on the list, another one of my picks. Uh, it's Halloween 3. That's right. I didn't go with any of the other Halloween movies on this list, on my personal list. I, I went with Halloween 3 as the one to watch because everybody's going to watch Halloween. You know, you're gonna, especially with the new one coming out, everybody's going to go back and watch the first one. And they're going to check out the second one too, probably. And Halloween 3, I think, you know, for a long time, nobody liked Halloween 3. You know, especially when I was a kid, you know, in like through the 90s and the early 2000s, people just hated Halloween 3. And I liked it when, you know, I thought it was great. I mean, I understand why people hated it because it didn't have Michael Myers in it, which is odd. It didn't make sense. But I understand what they were trying to do, which was make the name Halloween a movie franchise of different stories for each movie. But if that was the case, they should have just taken the three off and just left it as Halloween season of the witch instead of saying part three. Cause then that's where everybody gets confused, especially since it doesn't even take place in the same universe. It takes place in like our world, I guess you could say, because the Halloween Michael Myers movies are movies in season of the witch. Um, I was really like the new one that's coming out. It, like it blew my mind when I was watching the trailer and like if you blink and you'll miss it there's a reference to Halloween 3 season of the witch in the new movie Ed that made my heart happy um, the next one on the list um, these ones were not on my list the next one is a quiet place um, I really liked A Quiet Place, but the only thing I remember from A Quiet Place is being in a movie theater, mostly sold out, and as the lights dim and a trailer started, a baby started to cry in the movie theater, and it was like, I've never been in a room where you can just feel the emotion and mood in the air adjust suddenly. Like, it was just all of a sudden, the air just got, like, angry. Like, you could just feel the anger from everybody in that theater. And the babies just started crying, and we're all just like, who brings a baby? First off, who brings a baby to a movie? And then who brings a baby to this movie? And throughout <laughs> the trailers, the baby keeps crying. And I'm even thinking to myself, like, dude, man, like, somebody has to say something, like, Somebody has to say something to somebody because this is just going to ruin this movie. And as the movie started, uh, like the opening logos and stuff started coming up, just one dude goes like, get that baby out of here. <laughs> and, and then like three other people who were contemplating the whole time like me, they were like, yeah, get that baby out of here. And uh, they did. They got that baby out of there and everything was fine. And the movie was great. I liked that movie. Um, the ending was very sad. I wasn't ready for that at all. I wasn't ready for the beginning at all. If you've never seen A Quiet Place, definitely watch it. If you've seen it, then you know how great it is. Can't go wrong with it. Uh, next one on this list, um, another one that I did not pick, but everybody always picks it, and it's called Alien. You know Alien. You know, there's always that debate of people saying Alien is a horror movie, but it's... Is not to me. If you're in outer space, you're immediately a science fiction movie. That's just my rule. My rule is, if I went to the video store in the '80s 
and this movie was in the science fiction section, that's a science fiction movie. That's just, I go by the rule of the video stores, everybody. You can't make up your own rules. You go by the rule of the video stores. And Alien was in science fiction section, not in the horror section. That makes Alien a science fiction movie to me. It's in outer space. There's spaceships. There's a lot of science, and it's fiction. It's science fiction. So Alien, while it's great, it is one of the best movies of all time. Um, it's not a horror movie, but it's still scary. It's still creepy because the alien's creepy. But like, yeah, watch it if you want this month. <clears throat> I wouldn't. I, I'm not, but that's just me. They're even showing aliens at the movie theater as part of like their Halloween lineup, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, no, this is no, this is how it goes. Moving on to this list. I did not pick this one, but it definitely deserves to be on here. It's called The Shining. Um, the Shining is nuts. And we all, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you know about The Shining. And you know about the hotel. And you everybody has seen it. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen like any of these movies, then I don't, you, I don't know what's up. I, I imagine everybody who listens to Paranormal Podcast has seen every horror movie out there. Uh, but there's The Shining. It's on here. Definitely watch that. Uh, the next on this list, another one I did not pick, and it's one I haven't even seen. It's called The Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Um, I've never seen it, but maybe I need to because it's on the list, and I think I should watch all the movies on this list, especially if I haven't seen them. Uh, next up is one of mine. It's Cujo. I felt that every Halloween season when you're watching horror movies you need one involving a killer animal uh i know i know jaws is usually thrown out there but again i go by the rule of the video stores and when i was a kid jaws was in drama so to me jaws is a drama movie <laughs> it was not a horror movie uh i actually don't even remember what the other movies were they might have been in action i can't remember uh Cujo, um, check out Cujo. It's just, it's one of the best Stephen King movies made, I say. But that's my opinion. Keep in mind, these are just my opinions, guys, all right? And don't mean nothing to y'all, just my thoughts. And Cujo is one of the best. Not as good as Maximum Overdrive, because damn. Uh, next on the list is called The Babadook. I actually never watched The Babadook. Or is it The Babadook? Babadook? Babadook. Um, and I'll straight up tell you why it looks too damn scary. So I didn't watch it there. I said it. Babadook looked too scary for me to watch. <clears throat> um, and it's about a kid. There's a little kid in it and I can't handle kids. Like things happening to kids. I'm not down with, I don't like that. Babadook. I'll watch it eventually. Maybe I'll watch it this year sometime on a sunny day. <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff going on and I'm busy doing other things. I'll put it on in the background so I don't get too scared. Uh, next on the list is Get Out. Uh, Jordan Peele just, you know, everybody was watching him on Comedy Central and he was amazing. But then he's just like, oh, guess what? I'm kind of like the modern day Alfred Hitchcock now. And here's my horror movie called Get Out. And it's like, holy crap. Yeah, he's great at making movies and writing and 
made one of the best modern day horror movies of all, you know, that there is. And now that he's, you know, he's bringing back the Twilight Zone and he's bringing back Candyman. Like, oh man, it's, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. Next on the list. uh, I did not put this on the list, but it is so great. It's called Let the Right One In. Um, they remade it into an American version called Let Me In, but the original Let the Right One In is so good. It's so much better than the remake. And I understand remakes, duh, they're not as good as the original, but this was like, it's a Let the Right One In is a foreign movie, so not a lot of people know that there was an original version out there, and it's way better. Let Me In was fine. If you've never even seen the original, you probably loved it. But if you watch the original, it takes everything. It It's just so good. Everything is done so much better in the original than they did in the remake, especially the end scene with the swimming pool. Oh, my God. So great. Uh, next on the list, Psycho. Um, you know, needs no explanation as to why Psycho is here. It's Psycho. And, you know, I'm sure everybody out there has seen Psycho, but do yourself a favor and track down the sequels, two, three, and four, because surprisingly, they're all really good movies. Like, there's never, there's no slip-ups or nothing. They're all good, especially the fourth one. The fourth one's amazing. Um, Yeah, that's it. So instead of maybe Psycho this year, maybe watch the sequels. They deserve it. They're really good. Next on the list is one I did not care for. It was called It Follows. Um, it Follows was really hyped up when it came out, and I finally sat down to give it a watch. And I did not like what I was watching. I did not like it. Um, I mean, the idea is kind of crazy. The monster or whatever you want to call it in the movie is really genius. But the whole time I'm just telling, I'm just saying like, why don't they just go do this one thing? If they just go do this one thing, this whole problem is solved. And then, I mean, surprisingly, eventually later on in the movie, way later on, they finally actually do the one thing. And I'm like, well, see, duh, there you're fine now. But, that's just there was too much time during the movie when I was just angry that they weren't doing the one thing. Next on the list is Rosemary's Baby. Um, I've I've never seen Rosemary's Baby. I know it's one of those classics I've just never watched, but it's on my list. I will watch it this year, so get ready for me to watch Rosemary's Baby. Uh, next up is Lost Boys. Uh, Lost Boys is going to be one I'm going to show my son. Um, on the weekends, he's joining me for these horror movies, so we're watching things like Army of Darkness and Sleepy Hollow. Uh, I'm going to show him The Gate uh, and Lost Boys. I think he's. I think he'll really like Lost Boys. Um, Lost Boys, Lost Boys. There's, you know, it's a classic. Next up is The Exorcist, of course. Um, you know, it's on. It's The Exorcist, and it's Halloween time. It goes together like. Peanut butter and jelly, baby. Uh, going down the list is Cabin in the Woods, which is insane. If you've never seen Cabin in the Woods, 
you need to watch it because it is not what you think it is. It is. I don't want to talk about the movie if you've never seen it, but if you think it's just about, oh, the, like, oh, it's just kids in the woods getting killed. It is that, but it is so different from what you think it's going to be. Um, I When I first saw it, I saw it at a sneak preview screening, like before it came out in theaters, like wide. So I really had no idea what it was. I thought it was like, oh, it's a group of kids going in the woods and they're going to get killed. Like, that's my favorite kind of horror movie. But then it's like, oh, if that's your favorite kind of horror movie, we're going to completely spin it around and make it bonkers as hell. And I loved it. Um, moving on is Night of the Living Dead. It's another one of those just like, you know, Psycho and The Exorcist. It's If it's Halloween time, during October, there's 10 movies, I would say, that everybody's going to watch every single time during October. And that's definitely on that top 10 list. Um, further down is American Psycho. It is Christian Bale at his finest. Um, I know he's been, like, Christian Bale's been around since he was a kid in movies. But American Psycho was kind of like the one that launched him. You know what I mean? And he's been our Christian Bale ever since. But, I mean, he's been around since, you know, Newsies and such. So, whatever. He's great. Watch American Psycho. Next on the list is Scream. Um, I love Scream. I love Scream 2. And Scream 3 was okay. And Scream 4 was just not good at all. I really did not like Scream 4. And I think it's just because they didn't... Like, people were dying, and then, of course, because it's the Scream movies, and that's what happens in those movies. A lot of people die, but they didn't do anything big or different or, like, change the game up. It was just like, here's another Scream movie. And that was it. You know, like, Sydney should have been the killer this time. Or Sydney should have died maybe this time. You know, like they should have killed off a big character from the franchise or done something different. But it didn't feel like they didn't do anything really different with it. But maybe I need to get another watch. But Scream was a game changer, you know? I mean, that Scream came in and suddenly we had movie after movie of just ripping off the Scream premise where it's high schoolers and someone's the killer and then you're waiting to find out till the end of the movie to see who the killer is. Um scream you know it's scream it's a classic and it's definitely needs to be on here next up is the purge uh the purge is i mean i like the purge movies to me they're kind of weird because it's like they feel more like an action movie than than a horror movie like remember the movie judgment night with dennis leary and like emilio estevez from back in the day that's exactly like that feels like the purge you know that was kind of it because you know same kind of tone, but Judgment Night was an action movie, and The Purge is always full of action. Uh, I guess, you know, it's mass killers, so it gets thrown in there as a horror movie. But they're good movies. I really enjoy The Purge movies. They're, uh, <laughs> like, they're just, you know what you're getting when you put them on, and those are the best kind of movies. Um, the next up is one I put on this list. It's The Monster Squad. Uh, if you have not watched The Monster Squad, I don't know what you're doing here right now. 
really. You need to just stop the podcast and go watch the Monster Squad. Um, if you ever wanted a sequel to the Goonies, but they were like, okay, well, this time in this in this this movie, the Goonies are going to fight Dracula and Wolfman and the Mummy and the Creature from the Black Lagoon and Frankenstein's going to be there too. I mean, what more do you want? You get the Goonies with the classic monsters, and it's amazing. It's a great 80s movie. Uh, moving on down the list is House, and I don't mean with the Doctor or anything. Uh, this movie is... If you like Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, you would love House and House 2. I know. I think there's four house movies, but like house three and four have like, they're impossible to find. You can't find those movies anywhere, but house one and two, I'm pretty sure they're on shutter. Um, they don't, you don't need to see the first one to understand the second one either. It's kind of different people. Uh, but the first one is great. Second one is great. They're both perfect for Halloween time. They're both, I would say, you know, if they're, uh, it depends on my son, I'm going to show him house. He's uh, he's almost 10, and he can handle, you know, some light horror, R-rated horror movies. Um, so if, you, if you're like me, where you were trying to show your kids some, like, crazy, awesome 80s horror movies, house is definitely one of them you can do. Uh, next on the list is Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. We've had the director himself on the podcast a couple times, talking about this great movie that... It is a shame we never got a sequel to this movie. Um, I know the sequel was made into a comic book, but we need a sequel to the movie. It's an amazing horror movie, and I really want more people to see this movie because it deserves to be seen. It's 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 an interesting movie because it's uh, it's basically like a documentary where this killer, he hires a documentary crew to film his first night out killing people. (laughs) Um, But it's, he wants to be the next big name slasher. And it takes place in a world where Michael Myers and Jason and Freddie and Chucky and all these other killers exist together. And he talks about how he like studies them and idolizes them and wants to be like them. And he even, uh, Herschel from The Walking Dead is in this movie. And he's referred to a lot as, you know, he's retired now, but he used to be one of those big name killers. And they've they've kind of hinted at that he was the killer from Black Christmas. So definitely watch Behind the Mask. Next is Funny Games. Um, I watched Funny Games. It was all right. It was good. I guess, uh, you know, it was very clockwork orangey, I guess you could say, about a home invasion by a couple of little brats. Um, it's good. It's definitely a mind game kind of movie. That's the name of the movie's Funny Games. Uh, next on this is Strangers Pray at Night. Um, I didn't put this on here. I have not seen it, but I'm going to watch it very soon, actually. It's on, it's on my to-do list for this month, definitely. Um... The next up is The Witch, and guess what? I have not seen The Witch, and you know why? It looks terrifying. So 
I don't want to watch it because I don't want to be scared. I just like to watch wacky shit in horror movies and have fun. I don't like being scared to death. I don't like laying in bed at night and just being like, what's that noise? Because I do that. Uh, but I would recommend it because everybody always recommends it. So watch The Witch. I'm looking at a GIF from The Witch right now, and it looks insane. So go get your pants scared off. Next up is Creepshow 2. Definitely one of my recommendations, of course. Uh, it's Creepshow 2, guys. Like, It's one of the best of the best. Um, if you've never seen Creepshow 2, watch Creepshow 1, watch Creepshow 2. They're both anthology movies, so there's a bunch of stories going on. I prefer Creepshow 2 the most. Um, it's the most quotable, especially The Hitchhiker. Uh, but yeah, Creepshow 2. And last on this list, of course, my personal, one of my personal favorites, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, if you love Halloween, if you love October, you know what's up with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, I really want to make this year the year I finally get to go see it live. Not the, sh not the play, but go see the movie in the movie theater. Um, I haven't ever done it before because I've been afraid of the virgin sacrifice situation, but I think it's time I do it because I really want to see it in the theater and just experience the madness that goes on in the movie theater with this movie. Um, so that's it. 31 movies for uh, every day of October. Um, go watch them and report back. Let me know what you think of these movies. Let me know which ones you liked, which ones you hated, which ones you want to ask me questions about as to why it would even be here. Um... And right now we're going to uh, we're going to hear from Kelsey. We had a we had a listener send in a story that they wrote on their blog. Um, hang on, what's the name of this blog? Let me find it. Where to go? Uh, the blog is called The Witching Hour. Um, the writer is uh, she wanted to be credited as Jade Wick from The Witching Hour. She wrote in a story that uh, you know something happened to her. And wanted to wanted to share it with us. So, Kelsey's gonna read her uh, read her story right now, and we will see you guys next week. All right, you guys. And now we have a pretty cool blog um, from the Witching Hour blog, and this is Jade Wick. Her story. It's pretty creepy. So let's go ahead and dive right in. In mid-August 2005, when I first moved into my apartment complex, I was single and living solo for the first time ever. It wasn't too long after I moved in that I got into a routine. Cook dinner, eat, clean up, watch television, climb into bed, read, and fall asleep. What an exciting life. I'd been living there a month, and I don't know why, but I started to imagine something watching me from the bedroom door which was facing the bathroom on the other side of the very short hallway. Of course, I brushed these feelings off as being my wild imagination because I was now living alone. At least, that's what I suspected at first. <clears throat> One night, I woke up in the middle of the night. Half asleep, I stumbled across the hallway to use the facilities. I shut the door, took care of business, and washed my hands. 
Still groggy, I stumbled back to the bathroom door, opened it, and took a small step into a very tall and handsome man dressed up in a nice button shirt and jeans. He looked like a cowboy slash vaquero. Having run into him, I immediately apologized with a quick, sorry, I didn't know you were there. I spoke this aloud, and I backtracked into the bathroom, shutting the door behind me. By now, I was substantially more awake and, needless to say, puzzled. I paused a moment to think about what had just happened. I ran through a few possible scenarios to explain the mysterious man in my apartment. I thought back to before I'd gone to bed when I remember having locked the front door so it probably wasn't a real person. If it was, I would have heard him come in, right? But if it was a real person and there was someone in my apartment, then I was in big trouble. Only the intruder hadn't done anything really. I considered my options and decided that I was half asleep and that the man who was standing outside my bathroom door was a half dream and half imagination. Putting on all my bravado, I announced that I was coming out of the bathroom and that I didn't want to see a ghost. So if that's what I'd seen, I prefer it never show himself around me again. But I also didn't mind it being there. I took a deep breath and opened the door. He was gone. I then proceeded to walk back to bed, climb between the covers, and fall asleep. That last part took a while because my heart was racing. I will never know if that was my imagination or not, but for my own sake, I like to think it was, though I'm still not entirely convinced. In the past, that was where the story ended. But in February 2010, as I learned a little bit about the history of the area in which I once lived, I discovered a few rather interesting things that may have explained what I might possibly have seen. The apartment complex was near the old Fort Lowell Historic District. Fort Lowell began in Fort Lowell being an old U.S. cavalry fort with a rich history, the main portion of adobe remains being located within a mere mile from my old apartment complex. The last living soldiers were said to have abandoned the fort in 1891. Nine years later, in 1900, the local newspapers started running articles about ghostly apparitions in the area around Fort Lowell. Though one of them... The Arizona Daily Star wrote their article, Salis Cumgrano, which according to a December 15th, 1900 article written by a rival reporter for the Arizona Daily Citizen, translates as meaning to be taken with a grain of salt. Or in other words, the morning paper warns its readers not to take its words too seriously, thus admitting that the report of the ghost at Lowell might be true even though a doubt exists that a ghost can throw stones. I was amused by the fact that even in 1900, there were believers and skeptics alike. Mostly, I was amazed that the story of a ghost had been published in the papers. From December 1900 to April 1901, stories of the Fort Lowell ghost dotted the newspaper. Reports of the ghost began with a front page column with the eye-catching title, A Ghost Has Come to Lowell. In the story, the ghost is surrounded and shot only to miraculously vanish and leave a volley of stones in its wake. These reputable citizens claimed to see the soldier's ghost vanish right in front of them. This story was also covered by the author of the local news on page 4. This reporter wrote that after shooting at the ghost, the Mexican citizens settling near the Rito River sent their dogs after the ghost. Subsequent stories of the Fort Lowell ghost suggest that he was able to evade the dogs. 
According to the newspaper accounts, the Fort Lowell ghost appeared nightly and around the same time each evening. The consistency of the sightings and the news reports led the paper to claim the Fort Lowell ghost as one of the best-known ghosts in the country. By a front-page article in the Arizona Daily Citizen on January 9, 1901. This article also had an account of a Mexican woman who was scared by the ghost to her near death. The story reads as follows. The most tangible evidence of the ghost that Mr. Grindel saw was a Mexican woman lying at the point of death of of fright she had last Thursday night. She said she went to a well to draw water, and as she bent over the well, she saw something white. It ascended the rope and stood for an instant on the edge of the well. It was very tall and of no describable shape, a dim outline of a human form. The woman's agony of fear was so great that she could not faint, but she watched the ghost cross swiftly to one of the dismantled post buildings. It ascended the wall and disappeared on the other side. In an instant, the ghost reappeared on the top of the wall, a little ghost with it. They slid down the wall and danced away out of sight. On January 15th, the ghost was reported as being dead. The newspaper cited too many performances as the cause of death and continued to explain that the ghost had got run down in health and finally became so attenuated that no one could see it, so in turn it gave up the ghost. Though maybe it had a little stage fright because of the competition from the newly revealed Tank Verde ghost on January 17th. It's difficult to assess how serious the reports of the ghosts were. It's quite evident that the newspaper staff was having fun with the ghost stories when in an article on January 17th, 1901, they blamed the ghost for having stolen the editor's bicycle. The editor scolded the ghost and asked anyone who might see a ghost riding a bike to notify the citizen at once. The bicycle miraculously was returned the next day, though it was a little worse for wear. The ghost was an apparent fan of off-roading as there was mesquite and other desert debris caught in the chain. Though the libelous bicycle theft was a detriment to the ghost's reputation, it wouldn't be the first time the ghost had reportedly stolen something. An article on December 28, 1900 reported that the ghost had risen from the Fort Lowell adobe ruins and stolen a rancher's turkey dinner. The reports of the ghosts ended in April 1901, which was around the time ownership of the newspaper changed hands. But the ghost of Fort Lowell doesn't seem to have died. There are still stories detailing modern sightings of the mysterious ghost of Fort Lowell. While the ghost could have been discounted as a very bulletproof squatter in the late 1900s, it's difficult to say the same thing for present-day Fort Lowell. The area runs through the middle of town, and while the neighborhood is being preserved as a historical site, people still live in the areas near the ruins. My apartment, for example, was literally just down the street from the old adobe ruins. Some of the more recent reports of the Fort Lowell ghost include the story of a woman who grew up in a home near Craycroft and Fort Lowell Roads. This home is reputed to house at least one ghost resident, and this is what it reads. The woman's father still lives in the home and claims to have witnessed strange events in and around the house over the span of more than four decades. More interestingly, he said that he began hearing the sounds of the wagon wheels turning, along with the clomping of the horse's hooves upon the hard, dry desert ground. He stepped outside one day and witnessed a ghostly horse 
drawn wagon, steered by spectral soldiers. The eyes of the soldiers remained focused on their destination ahead towards Fort Lowell Park. Then the ghostly wagon simply vanished. According to the homeowner, he witnessed this event on more than one occasion and got used to it. After a while, when he would hear the sounds approaching, he would simply go about his business and let the wagon drive by in peace. He says that the neighbors have learned to do the same. Now back to the blog. She says, I was comfortable with the whole story about waking up and seeing a cowboy who wasn't there until I told my husband I was drafting up my story of the man outside my bathroom to post in this blog. Are you sure it was a cowboy, he asked, because at first glance, the man you described sounds like he could have been wearing a cavalry uniform. And he's right. The period clothing of the man I saw looked very much like the uniforms worn by the U.S. Cavalry reenactors we saw at the 29th annual Fort Lowell Day celebration. Could I have really seen the mysterious Fort Lowell ghost? Or was what I'd seen really just a waking dream? I guess I'll never know. Well, what do you guys think, scaredy cats? Do you believe in the Fort Lowell ghosts? Make sure you let us know about your ghost apparitions if you've had any because we definitely want to hear about them.